0: Hey guys, Jake Steele, Iron and Steel, this is podcast episode number 13, and uh, thank you so much for being here. So something a little bit different this week, Um, I get the question pretty frequently asking if I have other hobbies outside of hot rods and classic cars, and uh, the short answer is I don't really have any other hobbies, but uh, the other things that I am interested in are fucking weird as shit, so I'll give you a little insight into that with this story, um, but basically it's anything unsolved, uh, mysterious or, uh, otherwise strange. So, uh, you know, UFOs, ghosts, unsolved crime, all that sort of like basic white dude bullshit. Uh, I'm pretty interested in that stuff. So I grew up watching a show called Unsolved Mysteries. And, uh, a while back I learned that Robert Stack, the original host of that show, was actually a hot rodder in the thirties and forties and, uh was interested in classic cars for his whole life. So I found that was pretty interesting and, uh, kind of a mashup of the two things that I was most interested in, in my life. And, uh, so I wrote a story about it. It's called stacked. It's on iron and com, And, uh, I'll read it to you today. So, uh, again, iron and com is the website. It's worth checking out, uh, this story just because there's some killer photos of Robert stack from the thirties and forties on the dry lakes. And, uh, It's just interesting, so while you're there, hit the subscribe button so you can be updated on new content, but uh, for now, kick back and relax, and uh, I'll read you the story. Thanks again for being here. I can hear it now, literally. As I type this, it's playing in the background on another tab on my laptop. Or more specifically, it's literally playing as I read you this story, but uh, anyway. But honestly, it never left me. I doubt there's another television show that has ever had such an impactful theme song. You already know what I'm talking about. And if you grew up in the 1990s, it's pretty likely that just the mere mention of it is enough to bring back that flood of anxiety and excitement that you felt as a kid the second the Unsolved Mysteries theme came on. There's just something about those sinister, ominous tones just sort of ambling along at a sorrowful pace that draws you in like some hapless chump, mesmerized by the strange melody. And when that wailing synthesizer kicked in to give the indescribable sense of urgency and sheer terror, it was enough to send more than a few of us seeking the safety of cover from a blanket or pillow. And when that was all over with, it somehow got worse. (laughs) The deep, thundering voice of a stoic man in a trench coat standing on a dark street in a cloud of misty fog, staring through you with a sideways smirk and saying shit like this. Ghosts. Specters. Menacing, shadowy apparitions that shock and terrorize the unsuspecting. Are the spirits of the dead really capable of seeking vengeance from the living? (laughs) Give me a fucking break. For a little kid, it was enough to make you shit a brick. And if I'm honest, I still get chills when I hear that song. It was definitely a key part of the soundtrack of my youth. I loved it then, and honestly, I love it now. So imagine my surprise when I found out that the man who played such a prominent role in my childhood was, in real life, interested in my greatest passion, Hot Rods. Now, the man in question is of course, Robert Stack. And while you may remember him from Unsolved Mysteries, which he hosted from 1987 until 2002, our buddy Bob actually had a long-running cinematic career spanning from the 1930s until his death in 2003. But all the while, he secretly had grease under his nails. You see, in addition to acting, Stack was, from an early age, interested in going fast. His father passed away when he was just nine years old, leaving an enormous void in his life. This void, however, was quickly filled by family friend and movie star Clark Gable. Now, with the, quote, king of Hollywood as his surrogate father, young Stack soon found himself rubbing elbows with the most powerful, influential, and wealthiest members of Hollywood's elite. And a favorite pastime of those stars was, you guessed it, Cars. Cars. In a Motor Trend interview given in 1998, Stack recalls watching in awe as these actors and bigwig Hollywood agents would hire professional drivers to pit their Mercedes and Duesenbergs against one another, oftentimes betting enormous sums of money on the outcome. For a barely double-digit Robert Stack, it left an instant and lasting impression but it would be a chance encounter with ace mechanic and race car driver Al Jepson that pushed Stack's Interest and in Speed into a full-blown obsession. This meeting eventually led to the creation of a wicked Model A Roadster sporting a Kreger overhead valve-equipped Model B motor with Winfield carbs and a nasty Winfield cam. Impressively built, and purportedly sporting an unbelievable 13 to 1 compression ratio on 100 octane and methanol, the Roadster, piloted by Robert Stack, raced to an impressive 115 miles an hour on the Dry Lakes in 1938. Just a little bit later, Stack would find himself a champion hydroplane boat racer, piloting the first three-point hull on the west coast to victory again and again with an Al Jepsen-built flathead V8. Oh, and all the while, he also happened to be an expert marksman and eventually became a world-record-holding Olympic skeet shooter. Now, before long, Bob's acting career took the lead role in his life, and cars took somewhat of a back seat. <laughs> Two puns in a row, how do you like that? but as we all know when you have motor oil pulsing through your veins it's not something that just goes away and it never did for Robert Stack either his interest in cars and in racing of all kinds continued up until the time of his death in 2003 along his journey he became close friends with fast car influentials that ran the gamut such as Robert Peterson of Peterson Publishing Ed Winfield, and Steve McQueen, among countless others. So the obvious question is, whatever happened to Bob's Model A Roadster? The short answer is, we don't really know. It was a very distinctive car, having the rear wheel well opening smoothed, a chopped and heavily leaned back windshield, 32 commercial grill, and an exhaust pipe that ran all the way down the passenger side of the car. Despite this, after Stack had his fun with it on the dry lakes, it was sold off, and as far as we know, never seen again. A sort of fitting non-ending. Some might say, an unsolved mystery. Okay, there you have it. Stacked. Ironandsteel.com again is the website. Uh, that story is on there with photos. There's some uh, pretty cool old photos of Robert Stack with this car on the Dry Lakes and uh, him with Clark Gable and just all sorts of uh, cool old photos that I was able to dig up. And uh, it's interesting. You know, you would never guess that, uh, you know, the spooky guy from that. TV show from your childhood uh, would be a sort of a dyed-in-the-wool hot rod guy in the 30s and 40s. and uh, So anyway, I thought it was impressive and interesting. Maybe you don't. I don't give a shit. It is what it is. Uh, ironandsteel.com is the website. Again, hop over there, punch in your uh, email address, and hit subscribe so you can be kept up to date when there's new videos uh, pointless bullshit stories like that to read and uh there's always interesting stuff going on up there i try to post content uh once a week and uh i'm doing my best to do that so anyway hit subscribe and i can be kept up to date on all that stuff so uh on another subject i didn't do any q a stuff this week so I'm sort of playing catch up after last week's uh ordeal up at the racetrack and uh I guess on that subject, I wanted to say thank you to everybody that reached out, not only to me, but, uh, to other members of my car club and, uh, folks that were up there at the track when, um, that accident occurred with, uh, pack and all. And, uh, anyway, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that reached out, uh, with their concerns and, uh, it meant a lot. Sorry to anybody that I didn't get back to, uh, but there was quite a lot going on and, uh, we're just kind of trying to do our best to navigate it and all that stuff. So again, thank you to everybody that was genuinely concerned uh, about us and the situation and how everybody was doing. And, uh, also fuck you to everybody that was like a scab trying to get gory details and just be a piece of shit about it. You can fuck off. But, uh, to all the people that were, uh, genuinely concerned about that, it was, uh, appreciated so uh all i can say is we're doing our best to deal with it and uh what we're dealing with absolutely pales in comparison to what the ganal family is going through we just feel absolutely sickened by the whole thing and uh just heartbroken so our thoughts are with them are are they're in our hearts and you know those of us that are religious i'm guessing that uh They're also, uh, in their prayers and all that stuff and everything else that people say in a situation like this. But, uh, yeah, uh, it was a shitty deal. I don't want to get too far into it. I did in the last podcast, just sort of dip my toes in the, uh, on that subject a little bit, but, uh, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, it wasn't great. And, uh, we're all just trying to do our best to cope with it. So, but I'm rambling but again thank you to everybody that reached out it uh it meant a lot so uh the john wayne racy t-shirts i sold a shitload of them at the track last weekend uh i'm gonna plop them up on the website here this week and uh get the online sales going i also have new hats and a bunch of other bullshit that's gonna go up on the site so uh look forward to that and uh, the second of the series of three serial killer shirts uh, is actually almost done. Or I should say almost the drawing is almost done. And the uh, the shirts will be printing here in the next 10 days. So uh, it's just as stupid and ridiculous and disgusting and horrible and awesome as the John Wayne Racy one. And uh, you'll have to wait and see what that looks like. But I'm excited for it. So... Again, the John Wayne Racy shirts will be available in the next uh, few days on the website. And uh, the next one's coming down the chute after that. So uh, thanks to everybody that asked questions. Thank you to everybody that was at the track that bought the shit out of those shirts. And uh, even thank you to the guys that looked at them, figured out what it meant, and shook their heads and uh, walked away. <laughs> so anyway, thanks again for being here. Uh, thanks for listening to that story. And uh Go to the website, sign up, and uh, I'll have another story on there in just a few days. And uh, yeah, if I don't see you or talk to you before then, we'll do this again in exactly one week. Thanks again for being here.